What you are about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host, Tony, as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, it's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Are you buying or selling a home in Florida or maybe even elsewhere? Warning, beware. You probably overpaying for services and being misrepresented or at least underrepresented when it comes to the transaction of either purchasing or selling your home. This is a huge deal. And if you're thinking about buying or selling a home, you're going to want to listen in because today we're going to uncover a pretty dirty secret in the real estate industry when it comes to this transactions. And these are big transactions. Here's my co-host, Tony Shore. Welcome to the show, Tony. Tony, we're talking real estate today. And you know that I'm a financial advisor, so I advise on a lot of things. Yeah. Real estate being one of them, but I'm not a real estate broker. And neither are you. That's right. But, but one of the investment advisors at Dolphin Financial Group does hold a real estate license. And I'm going to bring him in too. So we can talk about this issue, which is a big issue. It's kind of scary. And to be honest with you, I wasn't aware of it. I'm going to tell you the story of when I bought and sold my home. And I want to get your reaction and Jonah's reaction. Jonah, there he is. Welcome to the show. We're talking real estate. Jonah, you're an investment advisor, but you also hold a real estate license in the state of Florida. Is that correct? That is correct. I am a realtor. Okay. So we're going to talk a little bit about a dirty secret. This isn't directed at you because you enlightened me with this report. I'm putting it on the screen for the viewers on YouTube. They can read this. Consumer Federation of America suggesting that there's a problem here that people are just not aware of. Yep. And considering I wasn't aware of it and I try and stay on top of this stuff, um, I'm, I'm concerned. So in a nutshell, we're talking about fiduciaries versus facilitators. Tony, you've talked, we've, we've done shows on fiduciaries before. You've heard that, the yep. F word, we called it. Yep. I think what people don't realize, a lot of times they don't realize when it comes to financial advice that there's a difference between someone giving you just guidance on buying or selling something. Hey, here's a mutual fund. Here's an annuity. They're not necessarily a fiduciary acting in your best interest. They're just facilitating a transaction. The same goes for buying and selling your home. So what I want to do is go through the three or four things that surprised me about transactions in real estate. And I'll tell, I'll start a quick story and then I want to get your reactions, Jonah in particular about this. So as you guys know, I lived in New York uh, prior to moving to Florida. I lived in a lot of different spots, including Minnesota. And Tony, Minnesota's on the list of states that act like Florida. So there's no, you Uh-oh. can't say Florida, man. You can't, oh. you can't use that. <laughs> this excuse. isn't a Florida, man. This isn't <laughs> this a Florida situation. man story. Okay. This same scenario, fiduciaries, when it comes to real estate, is the same in, in Minnesota. So anyway, um, when I bought my first home in, in New York, I got a lawyer. That was just the standard practice. You got a lawyer to represent you, 
check things out. There was a real estate agent. There was a um, someone to check the house to inspect it. And then when I sold my house in in New York and moved, I also there was a lawyer involved. Hmm. When I moved to Florida, I rented for a bit, and I finally bought my home in Palm Harbor, Florida. This was years ago, and I remember saying, "All right, do I need to get a lawyer?" And no, there was no. We don't need a lawyer here in Florida. Not required. It's kind of like you're okay. And I remember going to the home. I found the home, my wife and I, and we were going to buy the home. And we started dealing with the real estate agent that was the listing agent. Sure. Okay. So we talked to them and said, we did the open house and got to know them. And they said, oh yeah, what's going on? I'm the listing agent. And, and, um, we started negotiating or talking with them and saying, yeah, we're interested. And we had this conversation with the real estate agent, they said, oh yeah, I'll, I'll help you with this process. And we thought, okay, now my instinct was, I got to get a lawyer. I got to get a lawyer. And I said that, I said, I need a lawyer. And they're like, oh, you don't need a lawyer. We, we handle it all. Everything's fine. Alarm bells went off. I was like, I don't like this, but I continued because, you know, we were buying a home and we didn't see any issue. We got through a few things. We started negotiating and, and um, all of a sudden the real estate agent was asking me for things that the buyer, the seller wanted. They, Hey, he needs to see your bank statement. Just make sure you have enough money because the roof is a little sketchy. So we need enough money to bu- to fix the roof. I said, what is, what is, what are you talking about here? I started getting a little concerned that I didn't, I was like talking with this real estate agent who was supposed to be helping me, but it was representing the seller. And I said, I need somebody. <laughs> Luckily I had some clients in Florida. And one of them was a real estate agent. And I called him up and said, hey, I found a house. I'm buying a house. Can you come represent me? He's like, absolutely. He came in the picture and then everything went through him and the story changed. All of a sudden, any questions or anything, I went through my my person representing me and he was like, oh, no, 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 you don't do this or you don't do that. We need this information. You don't talk to this person. You don't, you know, and I, I felt so much better because I had someone on my side that I felt was representing me. He didn't care about the seller. He cared about me, the buyer. Eventually I bought the house, no lawyer involved, used my client slash buying agent. And I guess they split the commission. I bought the house and the story different than New York, New York, much more formal, much more legal here. It was kind of loosey goosey. Does that sound about right, Jonah? This is typical. And what, did I, what did I not know at the time that you're going to tell me I should know now? Okay. So there are different, uh, standards when it comes to your real estate agent, you either have what's known as a transaction broker, and you're never going to hear this. This is going to be in the fine print on the contract that you probably didn't read and won't read. Uh, but anyway, this is what it's referred to. It's referred to as a transaction broker and their standard is as follows. They're to act as a neutral intermediary who assists both the buyer and the seller without representing either party. They provide information and facilitate negotiations, but they don't advocate for either the buyer or the seller. They also need to disclose, this is probably, uh, it, it is, it's in the fine print, this is what's disclosed in the fine print, that they are not acting uh, in a way that is loyal to you or to the your counterparty, they're effectively 
there to serve the transaction. They're there to facilitate the transaction. Um, the paperwork, so, the coordination of the sale itself. So you're saying they're just a facilitator. Yes, you're saying, precisely. Did you say that they have to represent both sides of the no, transaction? No, it's effectively a non-representation. It's 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 the ba- it's the most basic level of representation, which is effectively no representation, and it's just to act uh, in a way that facilitates the transaction. So obviously, you know, committing fraud is not uh, acceptable. But to paint very 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 broad strokes, there's a very minimum level of standard um, required uh, in that transaction. Like the the the. The example that you gave, I think, like puts it, uh, it hits the nails firmly on the head, squarely on the head. It's, um, it's, um, I didn't feel, I didn't feel like the selling agent had my best interest in mind at without all. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Absolutely not. No. If their commission is based off of the sale price, that is firmly at odds with you, the buyer. Um, but I in that want- relationship, that selling agent was supposed to be helping me as well, theoretically, transact the business. Correct. The demand seems to be always coming from the seller through that agent. The issue um, internally is listings are hard to come by. So when you get a listing, it's, 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 I wouldn't say it's easy to sell a property. It depends on the market that you're in. It depends on the property. Right now, it's a pretty darn Generally, Correct. It is a it is a, a, a seller's market, um, but no. Just generally, they're there to facilitate the transaction, and for them to advocate seemingly more so for the seller, I think is representative of them effectively having caught a fish, and are using that fish to catch another fish. Which is, I have a listing. Like I'm going to make the commission for the sale of it, but like let me also find a buyer for them as well and take that commission too. I I highlighted some language from that report, and Tony, I want you to look at these words that a transaction broker who, which is, is that the default in Florida and Minnesota? Yes. Uh, I, don't, I can't speak to Minnesota. Um, it sounds like you might be able to. I was trying to find the the states on. They, the there were seventeen states. states that the they allow this uh, facilitator in, in role. And in Minnesota, I did look it up. Minnesota, they known as facilitators. In Florida, they're known as transaction brokers. Seventeen states allow for this, and they are not required, not legally required, to have loyalty, confidentiality, obedience, or to fully disclose. But yeah, I will it say sounds, one point: it before, sounds about right. Your your situation, your your experience, Dan, sounds exactly like my wife and I's experience when we bought this house. Exactly in Minnesota. There's never, I've never heard of somebody using a lawyer to buy a house. That That's a new one on me. Um, and I have heard lots of stories. It sounds like what you guys are talking about is if we want to sell the house and we get a real estate agent to uh, to sell the house for us and they find a buyer uh, and the buyer doesn't have its own uh, realtor that hooked them up. Uh, they want the whole commission for themselves. So, you know, I don't know where their loyalty is going to be, but they had a relationship with us first. And so um, maybe we know them or whatever. Uh, so if I'm the buyer, like when we bought this, the person listing it, 
uh, wanted to sell it. And I got that vibe too. So I went and got our own realtor, uh, a realtor and they, so they split the commission then, and I felt better about it. Um, uh, it sounds like where the trouble comes in and like states like Florida, Minnesota, there's just one, if there's one realtor representing both parties, they're not really, they're only representing themselves. And, um, if anything, I would say it's they're going to lean toward bias toward the people who hired them in the first place or, or wanted to work with them. Right. That's what I was trying to express in far too many words. But Is this the case, Jonah, where. Like I from what I understand, the default is this lower transaction as opposed to the fiduciary. And is there such a thing on your as a fiduciary? Yes, there is. So you can hire a fiduciary. It's called what's uh, it's called a single agent, and basically it means I'm going to represent the buyer or I'm going to represent the seller. There is no double dipping. There is uh, also a different standard. So whereas before we did not owe them loyalty, we did not owe them confidentiality. Things that you would think are basic in dealing with any sort of counterparty in a transaction. Like obviously, you're not going to advocate for your counterparty, you know, you're going to represent your own interests. But if you're acting as an expert where someone's like totally, you know, at your mercy effectively, it's thought that you're going to be trying to benefit them. So like, it's just, it like really irks me like emotionally that you can pay so much money and then have them effectively not be working for you, like in any sense of the so, word. Anyway, yeah, that's, cra- said, that's crazy because they're getting what six percent or uh, yes, I mean, whatever I got it is. Some numbers: real estate commissions five to six percent in the U.S. Great Britain less than two percent. Oh yeah, um, but you're saying that you could be a single agent. That's what you want. You could hire a single agent. I don't want that. Um, I'll make way less money. You, the buyer, you, the seller, want someone representing you. And if they're a single agent, they've agreed that they're representing you. And the standards are different. And they're a fiduciary. So now they have loyalty to you, confidentiality between you, obedience to you, and they have to fully disclose everything to you. That's not the default, but that is an option. How does that work? Yeah. What's what's crazy is there's a difference in the single agent uh, requirement and the transaction broker requirement. So time out, time out, time out. You're saying that every every and this report was suggesting 98 percent. They did a Jacksonville study in Jacksonville, Florida. They took 500 transactions and 98 percent were done by transactional agents and the other two percent were by single agents. It just makes no more, it makes no sense. I'm basically taking on, like by going into real estate with the objective, like I'm gonna serve my investment clients better and act in their best interest because if they go and hire a realtor, the chance that they're gonna do that is like zero. I would agree. Tony, did you get any sense when you were buying that that things weren't being told to you? you I did. I, you, I that's exactly what I felt like. Uh when when the realtor, the listing agent for the home uh was uh, supposedly representing the the seller and us. Um and that's that's the way they present it. Like they're representing 
they're going to work hard for both of us and make it a deal. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I got the sense that no, things weren't being disclosed to me that, that should have been. And, um, you know, I got the sense that no, if anything, this person's representing the seller. Uh, they're the ones that initially hired him and he's trying to sell this house. I'm trying to buy it. We're on different sides. I need representation is how I felt. And legally, the default is they're not, they're, they're just facilitating it. They're, and in fact, when I was reading this, Jonah, correct me if I'm wrong, as, a, as an agent in this process, you're not allowed to uh, do the fiduciary things. You can't give advice. You can't say, man, I think you could get more. I think you should sell this. They just do that. But that's not technically legal. A, 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 a transactional broker in Florida should only be, hey, this is the forms you need to fill. This is the paperwork, the listing, all that. They can't be like, hey, you know, um, you should raise the price now because this prior or we that. That's all legal. Doing that. Like there's a, there are so many realtors in this county. And like, I definitely do not want to say that by them taking on additional responsibility and hopefully doing a better job advocating for both parties, they are in effect breaking the law, even if they are breaking the law. Like I would hope that more and I like, but that's, I think what the issue that I ran into, like um, with how people think about uh, even even real estate brokers, even how they think about it, they they feel like acting as a transaction broker like is the end all be all because the compensation is effectively double. Why would I do more work right. to make half of half of half the amount of money? That doesn't make any sense. I'm going to do mental gymnastics to make it make sense for me to make the more money, and that's effectively what goes on. So ninety eight percent of the people that we're going to deal with are going to double dip and owe no allegiance to either party and with reduce liability. Yeah, no, with, with reduce substantially liability. reduced liability. They're not expected to do anything. So like they can double dip and they have less liability. That doesn't less make any liability. sense. Yeah, that doesn't make any it's, sense. Why is it set up this way? That's the default to, to, too. to facilitate so, transactions. Yeah. That's the whole point. Well, that's yeah, the whole that, point. That's the whole you don't point. Wanna, it's not go ahead. You don't want to stop the grind you know stop the wheels of emotion going of yeah. transactions you you don't but this just seems really the fault should be hey i have to act in your best interest and then there should be a signed thing saying hey i'm no longer acting in your best interest i'm just trying to facilitate this because i think it's just like fiduciaries in the financial services industry you got people selling annuities you got people selling mutual funds they're getting a commission are they acting in your best interest? Legally, they're not required to. And Spoiler cases, alert, they're not required to. And people are like, what? some do. Right? And that's kind of why it And some are. do. And But then there's others that take the next step, like us, which is we become fiduciaries. We're required to legally, and there's recourse. You're telling me you could do the same in the real estate industry? You could become legally a fiduciary by adding Correct. additional language to a contract? Correct. And, 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 and. It, so you're, it's, it makes very little business sense to reduce what I'm going to make and then increase my liability in the process. That makes 
very little sense. But yeah, no, effectively, some people do choose to do that. And that is what I have chosen to do. Uh, so if you are going to be represented by me, we need to do additional paperwork in my state to agree that I'm going to do more for you and going to charge less. You need to agree for to that. Like you need to, it's just, that's mind blowing to me that you don't Crazy. need to opt into and, the lesser representation. You need to opt into more for less. That's. And no one does it because why would you, why would you put that burden on yourself legally and reduce your commission as a real estate broker. My employing broker, when I brought it up, like couldn't fathom it. They were like, they they were like, if you want to impose that on yourself, like go right ahead, like clearly dismissive, clearly like not understanding, like I'm coming at it from the perspective of the property owner or the prospective buyer. Like I want to be able to hire someone that's going to be on my team, like and that should be more widely available. Like that shouldn't, that should be the standard. It shouldn't be, anyway, I'm, I'm very idealistic. People know like, about this. Into it, for sure. I, I, I didn't know. 17 states, transactional is, is the rule, like basically the default. And there's allowable, which is oh, wait. absolutely crazy to me. It's practiced um, in 17 states, but only in Florida is it not disclosed to customers. Wow. Okay. So Florida uh, is the only Florida thing that is special. <laughs> Once again, Florida, God bless Florida. Oh, can I geez. say that? God bless you Florida. You can't, you, you absolutely can't. You absolutely can't. In real estate terms down in Florida, you're getting, you're getting beat up. No one's telling you about it. In, in Minnesota, they're beating you up with a Minnesota nice smile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. you should know it. <laughs> Okay, let's conclude here. Looks like you got to know the rules. You got to know that there's a fiduciary option in real estate. And if you use a transactional agent, my recommendation would be you should be able to negotiate a lower commission. Hey, if you're going to if you're going to double dip, if you're going to not be my exclusive agent and represent me in a fiduciary capacity and fill in that extra legal paperwork so that I could sue you if you don't do the right thing. Right, right, right. right. If you're not going to do that, then I'm not paying you the five or 6%. I'm only paying you three. I like it. No, that's, I think that we should that's go the way I would that. approach this. And if, if you say, if they say, no, we're going to, you know, that's, we don't do that. And you go and knock on 50 doors and you can't find a real estate agent that will do that, which seems reasonable in Florida that you may not. Uh, I would then hire a lawyer and say, Hey lawyer, I'm going to pay you to watch this transaction and make sure that no one's getting the best of me. Considering the price tag, you know, Tony, you're going to, you're going to buy in, in Key West considering the price tag. My recommendation to you is either you find the fiduciary real estate agent, which Jonah is saying is not a default and it's probably hard or you bring a lawyer into the table. Yeah. Interesting. I never, I never knew people would uh, ever use lawyers in real estate tr just to, to buy a house. Um, that's not a thing here in Minnesota. I mean, I guess unless maybe, maybe it's because I haven't operated on the level, you know, I've never bought a million dollar plus home like you, Dan. I, yeah, right. <laughs> you're going to be selling your home. And if you're thinking about moving to Florida now, Tony, yeah. it's getting expensive here. Yeah, but I know. It's the I know. Biggest it. transaction. Yeah. It's the, it's the biggest transaction for people. Maybe student loans, but it's ridiculously 
a lot of money and people yeah. just need to know this. So Jonah, thanks for telling me about this and thanks for taking the high road in a way and requiring upon yourself to take the fiduciary route. Well, we know we can we know we can trust Jonah Dan because he wears a bow tie. That's how you know he you can trust him. <laughs> to those that are listening on Spotify or iTunes, Jonah is wearing a bow tie. He's dapper for sure. He's it's dapper his generation today. thing. And on the flip side, Tony's just letting himself go. So thanks uh, yeah. for a good show. I used everyone, to look Jonah, like Brad Tony. Pitt, but I've really let myself go. So <laughs> I hope everyone. Uh, uh, appreciates this Jonah um, anyone wants to talk to us contact Dolphin Financial Group we'll talk more about this thanks for a good show guys we'll catch you next week the topics on this show are wide ranging yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement like me if there is a topic you want to hear on the show head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion Dan Mundell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.